Jam's face. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Jam Space. I'm Colton Dunn. My name is Scott Rogers. And this is the Jam Space, the space where we jam. jam it's a podcast space. where we talk about music and we also talk about space aliens. Aliens, outer space, and we also freestyle music raps. <laughs> we do freestyle music raps mm-hmm. all day long. Yeah, uh, we got a great show for you today. Can't wait. We're going to be talking about some music, as I said, and mm-hmm. uh, I'll be talking a little bit about uh, Billy Meyer, uh, who's an alien space guy. And uh, we got a pretty sweet guest with us today, right, Scott? Heck yeah! I like getting these guests right in here. Yeah, we don't need to do all this. We we'll just go right to the guest, Andre Vermeulen in the yeah, building. Yeah, Vermeulen, what's up, girl? Dre, loving the lack of ego in the intro to this podcast. That's oh, right. Thank you. Yeah, you guys are like really present and really detached from ego oh yeah we're chill dudes I can't. That's the right vibe. Yeah, you came man. in with the right vibe. I tried so hard not to laugh during your intros because I didn't want to reveal myself. Oh, mm-hmm. good, yes. good, yes. Nearly People on impossible. the street know me by my laugh. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, that's Dre. <laughs> Give me that Dre laugh. Give me that Dre laugh. A lot of guys' Tinder profiles are Dre esque laugh. Oh, That's what they're looking for. Yeah. Oh, looking for a Dre ass yeah. laugh. I need a girl who, when I tell a joke, she laughs like Dre. Yeah, just real loud and strange. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great if your Tinder profile could just be sounds. Yeah, mm. just sounds. Like this you is enjoy. me in the morning. <laughs> this like, is me ooh. in the afternoon. Da, 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 da. Swipe right on this that. This is me at night. <laughs> oh, swiping left on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like down. how I started the day grumpy and ended the day grumpy, and right in the middle had a little high. I've never uh, been on that uh, that app. Me either. No, I was you briefly. Either. You were briefly. Was it fun? I gotta say, I had a good time. Oh, oh cool. nice! I, I went out with maybe five gals, four of which, no, four gals total, three of which I knew from life already. Oh. Oh, and okay. so it was just a means of, oh, hey, you're out there. I'm out there. Let's go out there. Little Let's confirmation there. that you're both interested. Yeah, Fun. exactly. Because we had both swiped. Before. Yeah, exactly. It was pleasant. I hadn't been out of a long-term relationship for that long when I was on Tinder. And so I don't think I was in the place of let's create a lasting thing, but had some wonderful times with some wonderful ladies. And the one time I went out with someone and it was like a cold call, like you don't know this person from life. That was awkward. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there can be and are connections, but it was awkward. It was just like, (laughs) I have never met you. I don't know you. Where do we start? I I had also, I stopped drinking maybe two months prior. Okay. And so a lot of times. And this person loved to drink. Yeah, they they were already (laughs) drunk. Showed up wasted. No, but in general, where do you go? It's like, let's, I'll meet you for a drink. And so. First of all, you got to preface, I'm going to be drinking soda water. Right. If that's cool with you, it doesn't bother me, but it, it's already like... And they're would, like, oh, what's wrong with this guy? Why is he drinking soda water? I would yeah, do the bitters problems. and soda when I wasn't drinking. Hmm. You did what? Bitters and soda. Oh, okay. So it's like tasty... You know, there's like bare, there might be a minuscule amount of alcohol in bitters. Okay. And then it's like, it looks like you're having a cocktail. I think it helps other people as well. They think that you're like having a little drink. It definitely, just like any app, and especially when it's connected to, am I going to meet this person or not? It's so easy to get obsessed with it. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're just swipe, swipe, swipe. Because eventually, I think for a lot of people, it devolves to who likes me. Right. So I'm just going to say yes to everybody. Right. And and go, who likes me and who doesn't like me? And then that's how I'm going to judge my own self-worth. Yeah. But boy, these apps and social media, huh? Jeez. <laughs> you were off Instagram recently. I went off for a whole month. Wow. Ooh. 30 days off. And the Twitters and the Facebook. And Twitter and Facebook. You deleted them. Yes. But not your accounts. No, no. You did a social media cleanse. 
Yes. That was nice. I just looked at my screen time and I was like, huh, that's too much. Yeah, the whole screen time thing on iPhone, I think, was really successful in showing people what was going on. When I realized, like, oh, I'm making coffee, I'm looking at Instagram, I'm... You know, any little in-between time where you're just sort of like waiting for something. Yeah. You fill it So in. instead, for the month off, I was like looking out the window. And I'm mm. like, look at that. What's out there? Well, I did actually notice out my kitchen window. There's a crime. Like a, I saw a crime. <laughs> I saved someone's life. <laughs> I actually busted through the window. That's a crime. <laughs> yeah. Through my own window. Okay. Yeah. No, but I was like, I noticed some lights on the mountain that I've never seen before in the evening. Oh, wow. Like a UFO? That's so interesting. I was wondering. I was like, what is happening over there? Are they having a, is it like a a convention of spotlights? All these spotlights came together to just show how bright they are. Wow. Like inanimate objects just really meeting up and proving that they are. So you're back on now, though. Oh, but I'm back on. Yeah. Now, did you, you know, there is a um, part of that screen time thing is you can actually yes. set a timer. So I have. You have. So what's what's your time limit you give yourself? I put an hour on it. Okay. Which might still be too much, but throughout a day, and I don't always use that time. If I'm approaching that time, I'm like, oh, okay, let's let's make more of my day. What's your time, Colt? Do you know how much you're spending on the phone each day? Um, you know, I don't. Wait, wait. I could, I could look at it right now. Because um, mine's much higher than an hour, and so I'm wondering if mine I'm was wait, really but, high. But, 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 an hour on the app, on right? Instagram. Yeah. Oh, on that. Just yeah, that. you can you can set a timer so that it just tells on you. each app. Got it. So like after an hour, you will try to open it, and they'll be like, "You went past your time. You really want to do this?" And then you kind of <laughs> have to like, yeah, <laughs> you have to push the button and be like, "Oh, all right, yeah." Damn. All right. So last seven days, uh, I was uh, on my phone about six hours per day. Oof. Yeah, I'm about four to five. The last seven days, seven hours. Boy. Which, you know, about an hour a day. Messages on my iMessages, like uh, texting, Mm -hmm. six hours. Yeah. Okay. This is an interesting one. I spent four hours on my clock app. (laughs) (laughs) Did you just leave it open with a timer maybe on? It was just, in one day. Maybe it was just open. No, this is no, this is for for se- over seven days. <laughs> really stressing about what time to get up. <laughs> You're setting a lot of alarms. Dude. And then after that, it's three hours on Gmail, three hours on Chrome, three hours on my notes. Only an hour and forty two minutes on Twitter. Let's talk about screen time though. Then screen All time right. though. Then. Uh, screen time. Here we go. This is how we do it. Let me break it down. Man on Instagram talking seven hours and on seven hours messages with flowers. The clock app. I'm at 423. Gmail 344. Oh, woe is me. On Chrome, I'm at three hours. Notes, I'm on three. Twitter, only an hour 42 minutes, G. The Maps app, an hour 18. (laughs) Trying to find things where I can go green. Fantastical, that's my calendar app. I spent about an hour 16 minutes on that. Then let go, an app where I sell things. It's an hour and six minutes, making money bling. Yo, my camera app, an hour. Three minutes straight, taking pictures of my friends and all the food on my plate. Then the Waze app, only 46 minutes to get better driving directions to car when I'm in it. Screen time, my in-between time. Mm. I'm looking at my phone like I'm gonna lose my mind. Yes, I gotta put it down. I gotta put it up. I put it in my pocket, but I still picked it up. Uh. I'm walking to my car with my face looking down. I'm looking at my screen. I'm not looking at the ground. I tripped on a rock. I fell on my chin. My screen was the cause. My screen is a sin. Oh, screen time. Screen is a sin. Screen is a sin. Screen is a sin. Yo, I'll come back in. Here we go. (laughs) I got mean rhymes for the screen time. In between time that she said, I'll be dead sooner or later. Then I gotta fade out that time and leave more time for my kid. Stop taking all those vids and pics. 
just be with her It's so sick when I'm rapping and I think about my life and my wife and my life When it comes to technology or the geology when I rock and I break that down into sand I'm Boom. in demand, I am the man And I got myself a plan Which is to put my phone down And go around this earth okay. For what it's worth I need more girth in my brain Girth in my brain More girth, girth in, in my that brain. brain Oh my goodness Yeah man, well that's good It's good that you took a break you know, Heck and it's yeah. uh, that's that's a very mindful thing for you to do. Yeah, now when I'm back, I'm not so on it. Yeah. And when I catch myself, look, it's not our fault. They literally hired, I don't know what the term is, but like people who work in psychology, they, they've hired these people to design. Yeah, but not quite. There's like <laughs> another word for the people who work with these people on the apps to Oh, okay. To purposely design things that are addictive by using things that we know about the brain and behavior. Sure. So yeah. it's not our fault. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No. And that's it really so uh, evil too. Yeah. yeah. It's consumer capitalism run wild, where yeah. it's the profit is more important than the life. Right. Or the quality they of life. They just need you to be on that. And that brings us. To Scott's super spiritual oh, no. segment system. Oh, okay, here we go. Still working out a title for it. Not my favorite part of the show, Dre. Who is that even talking? The critical fear-based mind and the egoic state, your sense of self, your identity, in this case, Colton, being critical, is derived from your thinking mind. Listen in, buddy. In other words... What your mind tells you about yourself, the storyline of you, the memories, the expectations, all the thoughts that go through your head continuously, and the emotions that reflect those thoughts. All those things make up your sense of self. Everybody listening to this podcast is asleep right now. Wherever you are, be totally there. If you have found your here and now intolerable, it makes you unhappy. You have three options. Listen in, Colton. Yeah, because I, I uh, remove find, yourself I find from this, the situation. I find this change it or accept it totally. If you want to take responsibility for your life, you chose to be here, and you must choose one of these three options. You got to choose now, okay? And accept the consequences. So, that's just a piece of wisdom. That's pretty deep. What do you think about that, Dre? I loved that. Oh, okay. Thank you. Right before I left Instagram, I posted something along these lines. I was like, hey, everybody. Interesting. Each day. Scott's looking at me as if I. As well, if you're you... being pretty rude. Okay. Sorry. I was yeah. like, each day I try and raise my vibration. Mm -hmm. And yes. the tools that I use to do that are a mentality of gratitude can be super simple. Like, man, look at this chair. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. have to be crazy. Heck yeah. Sure. Just look around you and use what you have. Like, ah, that tree is so big. How amazing. And it's just happening outside of me. Yeah. And you might feel stupid at first doing that. Mm -hmm. But as you keep doing that, it just changes. So when you start to have those negative thoughts and you spiral on them and you build on them, then right. you get in this bad mood. Colton. You need to turn around and Listen like up. lift You're your energy. And an easy way to do that is first just look around you and have immediate gratitude for things around you. Great. Yeah. I was saying the other things I do, music. Hell Put on yeah. some music, dance around, sing around. It will make you feel better. Yeah. Even if you feel so stupid at first. Yeah. Just daily things. And then if you have a negative thought, try and pivot it. So what's the positive opposite of that? Yeah. Dance around, sing around. It'll make you feel better. Because all the fear-based thoughts, we do that because we think that in some way it's going to protect us or help us. But it actually brings the very thing you're afraid of to your life. Right. What you focus on grows. Yeah, thoughts become things. So, you know, be mindful about what you think. Yeah, Colton. I'm down with what she was talking about. If you're like, oh, God, I hope I don't get in an accident, you're probably going to get in an accident. Even yeah. if you think you're thinking, no, I said, I hope I don't get in an accident. Your energy and your thought is on an accident. Mm. That's right. So try and always search for positive things like, I'm a great driver. Yeah, yeah. That's the That's the positive instead. I love it. So you liked what she said, but not me. Yeah, what she said is great. Is it because 
I mean, I well, feel like she kind of she kind of she kind of spoke from the heart, and you were just reading <laughs> off your phone. But. I also used a lot of arm gestures. I know the people at home can't see that. Uh, but I totally agree. You know, I'm, I'm a pretty positive person. You know, Heck, I, yes, you are. always have been. I always have a pretty positive outlook on yes. things. And so, uh, you know, I certainly, I definitely agree. You know, it's, it's always. And I think that's why so many wonderful things have come to you in life. Sure. Truth. Yeah, could be, you know, Talk, not, and yeah. not that bad things haven't happened, you know, sure. things are that were no. like a bummer. It's a human but, life. You know, I try my best to like, go, okay, that happened, but you know, what are we going to, what are we going to do now? And bad yeah. things You're solution oriented. show us what we do want. You can't you know go. what Those you are want sometimes teachers. until you have experienced what you don't want. That's right. You guys are so great. Well, yeah, no small way. Colton has been one of the great positive forces in my life. Yeah. You both have always been pretty positive. Well, well, I think that's why, why we're pals. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. This guy. Maybe I'm the, the, shadow, <laughs> the shadow to your son. Scott can be very positive. Yeah. Very positive, very forward thinking. <laughs> but Scott is not afraid to look at that thing that the dark to thing. like look at it and yeah. like face take it to apart. Face. Yeah. Heck yeah. I love he'll, it. He'll, he'll go right into it. I'll just pretend it's not there. Yeah, no, I'm all <laughs> I love getting dirty in the mud there. Are you into alien stuff at all? Yeah. You are? Yeah. I'm not like obsessed with it, but I like it. And okay. I have watched some docs. All right. What's that doc that's like, I know what I saw. Have you seen yeah, that one? Yeah, all right. Yeah. Welcome to Time to Talk About Space Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, we're going to take a little dive into... A little dive. Space aliens and other shit like that. Uh, so yes, you were talking about I know what uh, I know what I saw, which is the uh, sequel, I believe. To oh, I uh, just watched that one, uh, and it's good. It's a good one. I believe in that one. Like the uh, the old mayor of Phoenix comes out and is like, yeah, you know, I saw this alien spaceship, and when it happened, he like had this news conference and kind of belittled all the people who saw it. But then yeah. like later, he came out in this documentary and was like, actually, no, we did see, it, and I had no idea what that was, and wow, it was crazy. But what I want to talk today is a guy named Billy Meyer. You guys familiar with this guy? No. So uh, you've probably seen his pictures before. He looks awesome. Yeah, he, that yeah he's, he's this crazy looking dude. Big beard. Uh, he's got one arm. <laughs> no because lie. of an alien encounter? Uh, It's not an alien encounter, but like, you know, but you guys have probably seen like this picture before. You know that? I have not. Never. Um, oh, okay. Uh, and from here, it kind of just looks like a New Year's Eve hat being thrown <laughs> into a bush. <laughs> New Year's Eve hat. <laughs> you know? Um, well, let's see. Like, he's, you know, like, a lot of the, you know, the... You know, New you Year's know Eve the, hats. You know, in the X-Files, the picture that uh, that Mulder has on I his believe, wall, yeah, I uh, believe, that's a Billy Meyer photo. I want to believe. And this guy used to be, like, he's Swiss, and his whole thing was that aliens would come visit him. And one of the reasons why I want to talk about him for this episode is because he would photograph. Like basically, he was like in contact with them mentally, and the whole idea is they're like, "We'll come, and you can take pictures of us, and then show them to people, so people believe." And of course, people looked at his pictures and were like, "It looks like you threw a fucking New Year's Eve hat in the air." Happy New Year! But one of of his uh, more famous pictures. Was when he like took a picture of a woman. Okay, he showed this picture to people, and he was like, "Look, this is a picture of a plebeian who the people who he who he visited. He said that she let me take her picture. All right, here I'm gonna show you guys the picture that he shows. Okay, her name was Asket. Okay, Asket, Asket, and that's oh, her right there. Wow, beautiful. Okay, and so he was like, she's a plebeian. A plebeian. This I'm and familiar like, with because I've been told that I'm a star seed. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what that is? Yeah, sure. No. Really? What is it? It's apparently like souls that have been from another universe, really super old. And mm. then some of them have come to Earth to help humans with certain things in life. And then when I was told that, I was like, oh, interesting. And then I looked up one of them and I was like, oh, that does seem like me. But I forget which one it was called. There's like Pleiadians and then there's, I don't know, there's a bunch of different Yeah, names. they're basically like, they look like Nazis. <laughs> okay. Blonde hair. That's how people describe eyes. me. 
uh, they're, they're like, like you're a star seed. But here's here's the funny part though, right? They've so the just guy been calling me a racist this whole time, and I just didn't know. <laughs> so the guy takes this picture, right? He's showing showing the people. He's like, this is the picture. Well, of course, somebody's like, I got to figure out what's going on. It took a while for them to do it, but eventually. Somebody found it. He had taken a picture of a TV screen of a variety show where there were just some singers in the background. And he just took this picture there and uh, handed it in to people and was like, no, man, it's it's this woman. Billy Meyer. Um, What a bummer. I know. know. It It was a big bummer. Um, you know, and then of course the backpedaling to that is like always like, okay, well, yeah, it was the picture of that woman, but it was only because he didn't want to release the real picture. So well, you'd do the same, wouldn't yeah, you? Totally. Yeah, of course. And that's Alex, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the <laughs> we didn't forget to introduce Alex. Yeah, everyone knows uh, Alex. I Alex just, is here. I just kept it in my mind, but when you said I would have done the same, immediately Chicago played in my head. Tell me you would have done the same, and then I'm like, oh, this is the podcast where I can do that. Why did I keep that quiet and then tell it on a delay where it's not nearly as interesting? I'll, uh, it's just as interesting because <laughs> I get the thought process I'll, I'll, uh, I'll change that in post. Starseed or star no people, mm-hmm. a new age belief, are individuals who believe they originated from another world, dimension, or planet. Starseeds, space-traveling creatures used by outsiders to plant life on planets in Larry Niven's known space science fiction series. Hmm. All right. So now I don't seat. walk around actually thinking I'm a star. Seed, Somebody just told to you that you have clear. that. <laughs> yeah, you have that vibe, though. You yeah. you are. You're such a pleasant person. You're you know Thanks. you you kind of exude a positive energy. Yeah. I could definitely see somebody being like, you know what, you might be an alien. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna say something, Alex? I, I was because I read some Larry Niven growing up. Um, and he, he wrote he writes fiction, so I'm confused a little that, bit. That, mm. What that he writes science fiction? Yeah, like so they took the science fiction idea and were like, no, this isn't science fiction. This is science reality. I well, I think that happens a lot. You know, yeah, uh, like yeah. I'm Hufflepuff. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard of a little author oh, by the oh. name of L. Ron? L. Ron Hubbard. No, guys, no. we've got a quiz right here. Okay. Are, Are you, you a starseed? Star there we go. Oh my goodness. Okay. How about so we'll just see. Starseed and Hutch. Just let me know if this <laughs> applies to you or not. Okay. From a young age, you have an inherent wisdom that usually comes later in life for other people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. I also have. I'll have moments where someone's talking to me about something, and then it's like a just it's like plopped in my head the thing they needed to hear. Wow. Okay. That's my whole life. You've been told you are an old soul. And you agree. You feel ancient to the core. <laughs> I know I have a youthful energy, but I have always felt older. Yeah, children oh, are yeah. eternal. I'm definitely that. Okay, so you, yeah. uh, how's this applying to you, these first two? I think... You have both of these Through the roof. Two. Okay, yeah. through all the right. Roof. Hold I'm on a second, then. All right, like whoa, I'm a star whoa, 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 Where are you with these first two? Uh, let's see, from an you have an inherent wisdom? Absolutely Hello. not. Uh, <laughs> you've been told you are an old soul. You agree? No, no. not at okay, all. Okay, great. All right. Uh, no matter where you are, you always have a feeling of homesickness. You know what home feels like, even if you can't express it. And you know that your house is not it. This may even lead... To depression in some cases. Mm. Do you feel homesick a lot? I need to be in my specific home. Okay. And then I'm okay. It's really important to me to make a home. Okay. And when I move, even if it's an upgrade, I'm like really upset for a while. Yeah. Because I've made a home out of the last thing. So I wouldn't say I'm homesick in my home. And I'm not okay when I have to like shoot somewhere else. Mm. Travel. Okay. You're I not, need... You don't like staying at a hotel. No. Yeah. It made me think as you said it. Like I, I do get depressed sometimes, and I, I do never really feel like I'm at home. Wow. I don't know if I feel homesick because right. I love to travel, and there's times when I'm like, I could never go back, and I'm totally fine with it. Yeah. But yeah, I never feel anywhere that I'm living. I'm. I don't have a deep connection to any environment that I'm mm. in. I have to make an effort. Right. I'm always ready for it to go away. I'm always ready to float on to the next thing. I'm good wherever I am. <laughs> <laughs> I love traveling. I love mm-hmm. being at home. It doesn't matter. Uh, even as a child, you have always felt different, as though you are unique, and others cannot understand you. You feel divided from the world, as if in a constant battle with them versus you. I've had elements of that. 
Sure. And I always, I've never been in a friend group. I'll have friends within other friend groups. And I'm often on my own. And this is funny. I, when I was a kid, I had a phase in my like tweens mm -hmm. where I was very large. There were a lot of emotional things happening at that time. You mean like, Physi like physically? You physically, felt like yeah. You were I was large? like almost two hundred pounds, only five four. I was probably like, but fifteen years old. But I was saying that it makes sense to me. I'm a very emotional leader. I when I'm upset, I gain weight. And my mom at the time had been dating this domestically abusive guy, and the home life was terrifying. I could never have friends over. He was always raging and smashing something or whatever. So that weight makes sense to me. I remember I used to like be upstairs. I had a, a landline in my room and I would put my fingers on nine and one. And I was just waiting oh, for wow. it to be like, wow. cause the cops will only come if people are being hit, not if stuff's being broken. So sure. I was trying to listen for the difference. Which is so dark. Just that, uh, just that you PTSD knew PTSD stuff. Right yeah, there. That's deep. yeah. Well, just that you knew the difference. You're, yeah, that the yeah. cops would only come if it was a person. Right. Oh, so all that was like I a never... lot, and I ended up being large and in charge. Actually, not in charge at all. But <laughs> I, and then kids at school, like, luckily, like I wasn't too teased because I was funny. But, you know, guys didn't want to date me or anything. And sometimes the real popular girls would kind of be like bitchy to me, which I think happens to everybody. But I would come home and I always saw when I looked in the mirror, even though I, I was larger and like struggling with it emotionally. I'm not saying that you can't be larger and that's not OK, but I personally was emotionally not in a good place. But I would look in the mirror and come home and go, they'll see. Someday they'll all see. And they do see, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, do you feel like who you are now, does that add some depth to your soul? Do you carry that with you? Does that I'm sure. allow for more empathy for you now? Yeah, and I th I'm sure it helps my acting. I just think the more things that happen to you in life, the more you can pull from. And I don't know why it made me actually go like more positive and driven, thank God. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, you could go any number of ways. For sure. So you'd look in the mirror and you'd go, they'll see. Yeah. And I've had that come up with for me over and over in life. Over and over in life. They'll see. Over and over and over and over and over and over in life. Listen. They'll see. Over and over. They'll see. One day they'll tell me I'm a star seed. The seed of a star in the dark. A star lives in the dark heart. In your mind back to the time when you went through your darkest phase and my rhymes will let you know that you were the light a star shines bright in the dark sky night that's the way it goes with my flows that comes from somewhere else i don't even think and i'm always on the brink in the sinking down to the next level round one pound two pound three pound four mm. you can weigh less or you could weigh more mm. it doesn't really matter it's what's in store mm. what's inside what you got is more thinking about it yes i'm talking on top i'm walking the streets yes i'm walking the block in the last rap i was also walking mm. how fun cyclical see <laughs> over and over and over they'll see who I am and who I want to be. They're gonna check me out. They're gonna clap real loud. Everyone will love me when I get out. Over and over and over and over and over. Soon they'll see what my man is, Rover. My man's Rover, <laughs> a little blue monster. And I'm taking over imposter. Whether you eat too much or you go to the bar, deep down inside you're a star. Woo! Made of stardust and I won't bust. Your chops never drops. The golden uh. rhyme that is you, the light that shines, yo, it always come through. You got good in you, and you deserve the best things. Yo, have some dessert. Stars. Have some dessert. Eat some ice cream. Have some dessert. Cake and ice cream. Have some dessert. Or it could be pie. Have some dessert. Yeah. Have some dessert. Pie in the sky. <laughs> Stars. Shine so bright. Shine uh. so bright. That's deep, man. That's deep. Uh, I just want to give a shout out, shout out to Gaia.com for that star seed quiz there that we were using. Nice. Yeah. Didn't plan that one. I love Didn't it. Didn't plan that one. That's fun. Maybe we should just do a thing where we'll uh, um, uh, not ask, plan anything. Figure, figure out. Yeah, we'll just won't plan. Also, just over, to yeah. be clear, the they'll see, they'll all see. I was being teased a little. I'm like, y'all motherfuckers gonna see. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you showed them what's up. Yeah. But you yeah. channeled that. 
You channeled that shit. I think it's actually good. I've had that come up over and over again, even in college. Like, you know, there were some kids, the actors who were like really praised and coddled and and like put in every production. And I was always kind of not acknowledged. And now I'm actually so grateful for that because it gave me that again. Like, all right. That's right. You'll see. And now I'm, you know, I've had more luckily success than maybe some of those who were coddled because i think it instills that thing where you gotta fight for it well yeah they probably got to a point where they just felt it was uh gonna Gonna happen just come just like yeah i I for sure i was talking with someone about that yesterday in a certain way i feel like most of the things i do are out of spite (laughs) where it's someone saying you can't do that sorry it's good but no on this one right it it really burns me there's a little fire under your ass but exactly it puts yeah. it and i go you'll see yeah and i always think of the frank sinatra quote success is the best revenge yep you feel like you have something to give and to say and you're burning in your soul and someone's like sorry can't do it today yeah you're like i gotta get this out i got something they'll yeah. see that's tight well speaking of something that's tight <laughs> You know what I'm saying, bro? My man. Uh, that's the alley-oop right there. You guys are so good at transitions. Well, he he knows me, and he knows that I'll often jump and have nowhere, <laughs> no idea where I'm going. <laughs> Anyways, Vaporwave. What is that? Thank you. I've never heard of Vaporwave. Well, you know, I, I bring something musical to the table every episode, and uh, I've been jumping into just going down a, a path of like niche music genres. Yeah. Oh, cool. And there's cool. so many like subgenres of subgenres and vaporwave is essentially, at least according to my research, it's like a form of electronic music mm. that kind of derived out of chill wave. Do you know about chill okay. wave? I'm no. a little more familiar with chill wave. Yeah, so that's a little more well known. Uh, you know, the show Portlandia, mm-hmm. the theme song to Portlandia. Oh, that's chill wave? Yeah, like the group's called Washed okay. Out. Just... I play a lot of chill wave music in my house when I'm just hanging out in my house. I'll bet you do. Yeah. That you seems right in line with you. George Clanton or Negative Gemini? No. no. Oh, they're my neighbors and they do electronica. Oh, okay. And it sounds very like that. Very chill wavy. Yeah. I yeah. think that might not be it at all. And if they listen to this, they'll be annoyed with me. But, <laughs> but it feels like a wave <laughs> of like, chill. That's not what we do. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's what's so cool. And it's such a a rabbit hole to go down is so many genres become subgenres become subgenres right. become subgenres you know there's horror country there's pirate metal there's like all and then there's like and every band in every genre tries to have their own unique take on it basically vaporwave comes out of chill wave which is like synth wave which is synth pop which is all around electronic synthesizer music which goes in different directions there's maybe more aggressive synth music and then there's right. and these and guys all, like all vape while they're doing it exactly cool. so is this is it a lighter sound no you don't need a lighter because it's vapor hey, <laughs> hey all right hey. so yeah do no you point get a dad joke out there <laughs> i am a dad <laughs> at no point do you hear Right. Okay. By the way, uh, lighters were invented before matches. That's a free one for everyone. Really? In case you didn't know, um, vaporwave is a musical genre born from a 2010 internet meme. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> it's like all the stuff, the videos I'm watching, they're talking about vaporwave. It's a style of music that the artist will sample 80s and 90s music. You know, like a lot of the songs will sound like a movie from the late 80s or early 90s, like a transition song that you're hearing. Right. And, and it's like very chill, almost <laughs> elevator music-y, but it's sampled and repurposed. And um, there's something very interesting where the feel and the culture that they like to bring in in, the, in their head and any lyrics is, you know, I'm at the beach and I'm chilling Ooh. out. Vaporwave really connects to and derives its aesthetic from 80s and 90s consumer culture. Mm. So like nostalgia from that time, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And they use samples from, like I said, commercials, other electric songs. It can be reminiscent of smooth jazz. It can feel like elevator music. I just jumped in. There's like all these artists, you know, St. Pepsi, Jason Sand. 
Sanders. St. Pepsi came up a lot, by the way. Well, it's but, funny because uh, I immediately thought of Cindy Crawford and the, was that Coke or Pepsi? Mm -hmm. Was that yeah. like, classic? Right. Well, that's funny. I was YouTubing different songs and because I guess where memes come in is people will, instead of creating a whole song, they'll create a meme. And so it'll be a picture of Cindy Lauper or the time that Cindy Lauper was on the cover with Katie Lang, mm. like shaving Katie Lang's face. And then yeah. they'll like change the background. Or I saw one song where it was like a fake McDonald's burger with a pineapple on it. Wait a second though. When you say you saw a song, you mean you saw a picture? I saw a picture and, and then the there's picture, a song playing. There's a song like playing. Like on oh, YouTube, I see what you're they oh, have okay. the slides. Yeah, I it, see. So they in, utilize that picture as part of the the expression yeah, of the like, song. Yeah, like I don't I don't know how if it's like 100% like this song is this picture. I just think again, all my research everyone's like vaporwave is music and it's also like memes. Interesting. And so, so it's, it's like another way to like show the aesthetic. Right. Just the way like punk music and you look at a punk show poster and it's cut and paste and there's yeah. certain fashion aesthetics. Yeah, it looks like a ransom note. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So that's Vaporwave. So that is a genre on Spotify. And I was listening to a cool playlist on the way over here called Vaporwave. So this podcast ends. We give you a nice positive encouragement at the end of the podcast like we always do. And then what do you flip to? If you want to, you can go to a vapor. Check wave out some playlist. vapor wave. Wait, wait. Vapor wave. <laughs> does that I, sound does that sound like something you'd be into? Maybe I have to listen to it. Like what is it? What's like what are, you what are your favorite playlists? Well How do you rock it? Lately, I feel like I have extremes. I like hip hop a lot. I have a Peloton bike, you know, that you're riding. Oh, home. cool. Yeah. Where you can like do the video and you see people. Yeah. And so they have you great playlists. Yeah. Oh, you should. So I want I'm one. like never been so obsessed. I still have room. Well, now they have it. What's pretty small. I live yeah. in a tiny 500 square foot apartment and I have one in there. Oh. But um, I. Are you, are you married? No. Do you live with someone? My boyfriend just moved in with me. We're, okay. we're riding this one out until. The lease is up and then go get something okay, else. Okay. You're talking about the boyfriend? Yeah. The boyfriend, yes. <laughs> Till the lease yes. is up on the due. Yes, yes. I I have him leased until August. <laughs> um, I got him at least until August. <laughs> yeah. No, but the Peloton has this thing where if you like the music, you can hit it and it goes to your Spotify. So I have a oh, Peloton okay. Spotify list that is super upbeat and like talk about like lifting your vibration they have things on there that like there's this one instructor so good all the time with his music but you know that kid cuddy and pharrell song ride my own wave yeah that's such of like a happy song yeah so, stuff like that and then on the other end i sing i love to sing and then I did watch that Queen movie and I was like, why was I never into Queen? What an amazing vocalist. So now I have like a Queen playlist going all the time. Oh, okay. And then I'll go to my voice lesson and we put it up like two half steps and it's perfect for me to sing. Because oh, he's such a, oh, it's so amazing. Voice lesson. Yeah, I go every week now. Oh, wow. Because I do a lot of voiceover too. Yeah. Like I was on How to Train Your Dragon for like five seasons and whatever, but That's they right. send me on... You know, a lot of these Pixar things and whatever, they sing. So you yeah. got to just be ready. You got to be ready and to it is, belt it out. Yeah, it's not like, a, you know, it's like if you're a runner naturally, but then you don't run for five years and then someone's like, go do a marathon. You're like, you're, yeah. people don't often realize like your vocal cords are also a muscle in a, you need to be in practice. In practice, you gotta you gotta be able to be feel confident. Like you walk into yeah. that, you, even if you're a good singer, when somebody just goes sing, yeah, if you're not like like you know, like now you can go, oh great, well just a couple days ago I was yeah. in class and I just destroyed this song, I'm gonna blow it. You're and a comedian, she, tell yeah, me a joke. Yeah. Tell me a joke. Yeah, tell me a joke. But she's taught me things like I, I never... got a joke, guys. Oh, okay. What is it? All right, how do you cut the ocean in half? Oh, how? I don't know how. A seesaw. Oh, <laughs> I the only joke I know is from remember Stick Stickly from from Nickelodeon. No. Oh, it was like an after school thing. It was like I'm Stick Stickly, but whatever. He he would tell these like popsicle stick jokes, and he and <laughs> the one I remember is what's round on both sides and high in the middle. Oh, I don't know. Ohio. <laughs> Isn't that dumb? My go my go to joke these days is hey, a friend of mine has uh that's really 
it's a sad story. He uh, and I don't know where I heard this, by the way, but it's like, man, he is not doing well. He's actually he got addicted. He got addicted to brake fluid. Oh Jesus! Yeah, it's really messed up, you know. And oh. we we confronted him on it. And the sad thing is, we're we're like, you got to stop. And he looks at us. He's like, you don't get it. I can stop at any time. Funny, because of the brake fluid. Oh, I got that. <laughs> if you know where that joke comes from, I feel like I saw it on a show or something. Go ahead and email us at jamspacepodcast.com. I'm going to give a quick rewrite to that joke. Okay. Because Great. in that joke, you, you should have uh, you should have tried to not use the word stop right. in the setup. Right, right. Oh, how, like we tried like, to get him to stop? Yeah, you got to mm. go like, hey, man, you need to quit, quit. doing that. It's going to kill you. And he looked at us and said... I can stop anytime I want. Yeah. And then oh, you get, yeah. Yeah, that's funnier. I can stop at Thank any you. time. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Hold on to that. Alex says it's funnier. Nick, what do you think? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, but I don't think you you worse worse than the uh, punchline where you're like, oh, I, uh, stop. I'm a Peabody award winning writer, by the way. So meow, meow, yeah, meow. in a group. <laughs> what? <laughs> a group of you are. Okay, yes. More than one person has won a Peabody award, and no, I'm, I'm one saying of those people. You won it. With a group of writers. Oh, okay. It wasn't yes. like it was like... You're right, along with the Emmy. Colton Dunn, start to finish. Oh. Fa- fair enough. <laughs> I'm still proud of you. <laughs> Pretty cutthroat, right? I mean, I guess. I, You know, I don't know. I, no, you're a Peabody <laughs> award-winning writer. And you wrote on many, many shows, including, obviously, one of the great sketch shows of all time, Kim Peel. And so, yes, I'll take the note. <laughs> And now, here we go. It's time for a deep dive into who killed John Benet Ramsey. When we last left off, Scott was going to talk to his friend from Colorado who might have information. Our mission still remains the same, our resolve still strong to find the truth. And who murdered John Benet Ramsey? So, uh, Dre, as you may or may not know, I uh, she I, was murdered. Yes. She was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. Yes. Okay. Well, yes. So, yes. so she was murdered, and uh, I've kind of sort of taken the helm on this investigation oh, uh, through a couple of minutes out uh, out of each one Every of these podcasts right. um, to try to get to the bottom of what mm. happened to John Benet. Uh, we've gone over sort of some of the details of the story, the ransom note, other various things. And, um, you know, actually last, uh, in one of the previous episodes, um, Scott had offered to join the investigation. He had been a little critical mm. at first. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so Scott, I'm gonna go ahead and re- go, go right to you and see what new information you may have found out. Absolutely. And just to clue you into Dre, um, he popped it on us. He popped it on me. I didn't know this was going to happen. And so I was a little scared and skeptical at first. <laughs> but I figured we're in this for the long haul. Uh-huh. You know, might as well dive in. Get in there. And yeah. so Yeah, what I'm what I'm finding out really is This is from your friend? I haven't talked to my friend. Oh, okay. I'm going to. No problem. He's actually coming over for a movie night Friday night. Oh, nice. Ooh, what movie? I've heard of movies. We haven't picked it yet. Oh, let us know. But if you guys... Uh, if you could text us all before you guys watch the movie, I'd appreciate that. And uh, if you want to come over. Great. Um, so what I know as I'm reading this is there was a false confession. Really? Mm-hmm. John Mark Carr, K-A-R-R, a 41-year-old elementary school teacher, was arrested in Bangkok, Thailand. Hmm. On August 15, 2006, when he falsely confessed to murdering John Bonnet. I remember this. Claimed he had drugged, sexually assaulted, accidentally killed her. I remember this too. According to CNN, authorities also said they did not find any evidence linking Carr to the crime scene. Right. Provided only basic facts that were publicly known and failed to provide any convincing details. His claim that he drugged John Bonnet was doubted. Because the autopsy indicated that no drugs were found in the body. Boom. DNA samples that were taken from Carr did not match the DNA found on John Bonet's body. Damn. 
Why would somebody falsely this confess guy's... to a crime? What's his deal? Why do you think, Trey? Man, he must have had some sort of, like, obsession with the case, right? Yeah. Uh, combined with a mental instability. Sure. And I'm sure from a very early age, he just needed to be included. Yeah. Yeah. You know so what? He, he might have he probably, he probably came to the same crossroads that you did in mm-hmm. your life. Whoa. Little kid looking in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Wasn't, you know, not 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 in a healthy home environment. You know, at school it was, you know, you're getting through it, but you know, he's probably not, you know, getting along great. And he could have gone your route where he goes, you know what? I'm gonna make this positive, I'm gonna make some positive choices, I'm gonna take control of my life. They'll see. They'll see. Mm-hmm. Or can go the other round. They'll see. <laughs> right? Yeah. So those are your two options in life. Do you think everyone comes to that point? The they'll see point? Maybe like a crossroads? I think every day. Every day. You're I think right. Every day is a crossroads. Amen. Yeah. You know? We know the bone thogs came, came that's to That's true. It. <laughs> they, yeah. I think I said thogs. Bone yeah. thogs. And mm-hmm. Robert Johnson. Yeah, and that's why, and and they know oh, that they, you know Macchio. that the yeah, Ralph Macchio comes across. Yeah, but Cheryl Crow. I mean, every day's a winding road. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you know she that the Bone the Thugs knew that everybody came to the crossroads, right? Because they would say that so they'd see, see you, you at, at the, the crossroads. crossroads, so you won't be lonely. Boom. The first At the crossroad, we at that crossroad. One way or the other way, we at that crossroad. We at yeah, that crossroad. crossroad. Mm. One, One way or the other way. Every day you got a choice. Might not be a choice, choice. Night name Joyce. <laughs> what? <laughs> that might be your name. And you could make a choice you think is lame. Or you could play another game and say, hey, my name's Joyce. And I'm tight. That's right. I do my shit so good. My name is Joyce from the hood. Yo, I sunk the Titanic. I confessed to that crime. Yo, I planned it. I'm the one. It was me. I'm the dude that did that. (laughs) There's a few holes in that story. (laughs) It's true the Titanic was gory. But you definitely weren't there. That happened many, many years ago. Do you care? It was me. I came up on a rowboat. Stuck a hole in the side, like the whole flow. <laughs> With a little bat, I hit that ship. Then I rode away and watched it slip. I watched it slip down in the sea. The whole thing sunk, yeah, yeah, that was me. Uh, yeah. Test me again. I'll take your little daughter and I'll put her in the pan. Yo, let me <laughs> let me ask you a question. Did you work on the crew of the movie? Did I mention? <laughs> The James Cameron movie, like maybe that's how you associate? Nah, man, it was me back in 1943 (laughs) on the high sea. And we was doing it, me and my friend Dre. We sunk a ship all day. I had a drill in my hand and a plan in my mind. I'm going up to that shit, gonna make it mine. I'm gonna poke a tiny little hole in the side. Watch the water flow in, flow in wide. Yo, we dressed up. Like an iceberg, what? we floated in the water for like a week, just waiting till that horn was heard, and we knew we about to make this shit go bleak. This yes. is absurd, cause your stories don't line up, but that isn't even what's up. Here's the thing, so many people died, why would you take credit? Why would you have tried? Our stories are in line, our stories are just fine. I stood in a bush and I put it on mine, I had a bush on my head, I said this is great, here's our camouflage, Colton said no, this is the wrong date, it's on water, we gotta be ice, to disguise ourselves. yes, that would be nice, so Only the sinker of the Titanic would know that detail, <laughs> only the one who did it could do it. Yo, okay. Even if that's true, now it's 2019. How old are you? A lady never tells her age. Oh, dang it. A lady never tells her age. But what about Colton? A lady never tells her age. Are you saying you're a woman too? It's 2019. I can be whatever I want. Fluid, fluid. I'm gender fluid fluid, when it comes to committing crimes. 
water Titanic. I'm gender fluid, fluid water. when it helps me evade capture. <laughs> sure. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is fun. We're we having a good time. <laughs> yes. So great having hey, you here. You know what? Yeah, I was real quick though. You were talking about riding a horse earlier today. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did that. Yeah. Uh, we have, we horses uh, have we we talk about horses a lot on the horses show. have been brought up yeah. of course, from the get go yeah uh, how long have you been riding horses well so my parents always have worked with horses my whole life mm-hmm. like at was... a bank or yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so my my I dad know, though when bank. I yeah when my dad when I was little was training race horses so there was nothing for me to ride at the time because those are dangerous thoroughbreds um but i was always around them and then later you know when i was like seven and older he went back to doing like dressage and jumping and all the fancy stuff you see in horse shows but then i was so like as a kid i was like i want to do that that's what my mom and my dad do and my like my parents got divorced my stepmom did it my stepsisters did it everybody and i was like enough of this horse shit pun intended nice and was like you know i want to dance i want to sing i want to do whatever and i would ride sometimes to appease my mom but then fast forward a million years a lady doesn't tell her age Mm -hmm. but i was like oh i missed that part of my life so i just started riding again like you know this past summer and i'm jumping and the the interesting thing is i've always been a very visual person and i think because i had to watch it so much my body physically does the thing easier. Like it doesn't make sense how fast I've progressed when I haven't ridden that much. You know, I probably rode like five times in my life and then I just started jumping and it was actually a problem at first because I looked better than I was. So Mm. they'd be telling me to do stuff and I'm like, I I don't know what you're talking about first of all. And I'm scared because you need to get your confidence. But I very quickly like, yeah, so now I'm jumping. The jumps are small; they're only like three feet. Man, doing little jumping that's courses. Huge. Yeah, and it makes me so happy. Because you're already like six feet off the ground on the yeah. horse, so that's Jeez. nine feet in the air. Yeah, he's great, and you know, there's different size horses which will feel different, of course. But it's another one of those things where you know, the last relationship I was in, and I think this happens to a lot of women. I'm sure it happens to a lot of people in general, but. I like lost my independent self where I'm Mm. like, I'm a very nurturing, caring person where like, I'll, you know, make you food and I'll do whatever else. But I was very much like not doing things for myself that were just for me that made me happy. And I think it's really important to have those things in life and especially you know, women or men, like when you have kids and stuff and, and there are a lot of people that you constantly have to care for it's great if you can find time and things in your life that independently make you happy that are just yours. And I was like, Oh, that's my thing. So I started doing that and I was like, Oh my God. And I just feel so much better. Not to mention horses are apparently supposed to be like therapeutic. Like a lot of people. Does it feel therapeutic to you? Yeah. And it's interesting. Like your energy is really important when you're riding the horse. I always try and, and some of the best riders, you know, there's this guy, John French, who he's a great jumper and he talks about, there's an interview with him and it's all about energy and like he meditates before he gets on any horse and he just really tries to feel into them and like, you really want to be one with this massive creature, you know, and, and breathing and I just try and be in a very calm, positive zone. And for me, my dad is dead actually. But I, I feel closer to him riding like this. And I, when I do get scared, like I'm going to go around and, you know, you're going pretty fast and then you're going over these jumps. But I have affirmation where whenever I'm scared, I kind of just like breathe. And I literally say in my mind as I'm coming up to the jump, I am my father's daughter. And I just soar over the things wow. easily. And it's so amazing and I feel so close to him and I feel like, I don't know if his like spirit or whatever is like riding with me, but I always, it just makes me feel so good. If you feel like that's happening, then it is happening. Yeah. And it's kind of like, doesn't make sense the things that I instinctively know to do. Mm. So that part of me is also like, is he like, I don't know, he's like informing me somehow. It's really cool and That's fun, awesome. and, and it makes me just feel more complete as a person. 
I'll definitely keep doing it then. Do not stop riding. Yeah. That's so beautiful. That's going to be great. Thanks. Morgan Freeman rides horses. Oh, cool. Sure. That's what you said, right? Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. What's that? Yeah. Oh yeah. You were saying He's always saying that. Morgan I'm always talking. I have a tattoo of it on my yeah. back. Yeah. The first, the first time I met Colton, he was telling me about Morgan Freeman. Hey, hey, hey Morgan Freeman. You know what's <laughs> like, Hey, what's your name, Andre? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Hey, cool. That should be the uh, that should be the Jam Space merch. Uh, yeah. Oh sure. yeah. Morgan Freeman on a horse. Yeah. Can I make a request? Yeah. At the, I feel like we're getting to the end here. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I feel like I'm having so much fun making tunes with you guys. Yeah. And I, I have found that I love making songs about horses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we just kick a beat, give us a one more for the road, a dope sure. horse-inspired tune, oh, and then... Yeah. Well, this is, yeah, Did last this time. One? Horses are real. Oh, this we is got our... that clear. I like it. This is our horse beat. This is our horse beat. Beat to the beat of horses, of horses, six horses, hallelujah. <laughs> Back in the saddle again. Thank you, Andre. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, horses. If anyone feels it and is one with the beat, riding it like a horse, go for it. Canter, canter, I'm riding around the ring, got a jump coming up. Yes, it ain't no thing, gonna, gonna say to myself, I am my father's child. I'm gonna soar high, I'm gonna get wild. Wild horses. Horses. Horses are wild. (laughs) They can't drag me away. No. Wild horses can drag me away. They can drag me away. Clippity clop clop. Uh. Here come the horse stop. Here come that horse plop. Here come that horse flop. Clippity clop hee haw. I'm a horse riding a seesaw. All the way going yee haw. With a horse on my peepaw. Yo, shit. If I'm a pedestrian, that sucks. I'd rather be equestrian. Give me a uh. horse. Of course, if I'm a cop. Sure, it'll drop some poops on the ground, but that's the cost of riding this horse around. I'm a cop on a horse. Yo, shit. Of course. Pocket full of carrots, pocket full of ice. Ooh. Give them to my horse, give them at night. Put them in the stall, take them outside. Put them all around, ring and ride. Ring in the ride, I'm riding the ring. Got a little horse and I got a big thing. I got a big thing, a horse got a big <laughs> thing. Dick come out what? and it ain't no thing. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, y'all. I mean, have you seen a horse dick? It's big. Shout out to all professional riders, amateurs, passionate people about horses, jockeys, Willie Shoemaker, everybody. That's right. Hey, uh, Dre, uh, if people want to follow you, where can they check you out at? Uh, It's Dre Andre, so D-R-E-E-A-N-D-R-E-E on Instagram. I think it's on Twitter too, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm cool. not really much on the twits, but you can find some stupid videos of me on Instagram. That's right. And of Singing course, definitely, uh, you know, check out um, uh, Angie Tribeca, which Angie is probably Tribeca. still available uh, online. Hulu, you can watch one, two, and three on Hulu. Very cool. Four will be out there at, on Hulu at some point. Pretty soon. And, uh, and hit those fucking horse tracks. And when you see uh, that star child zinging around the, star the cores, that star, star seed. seed you know who it is. And also, if you want to see Andre and I together in a comedy, a college humor video, oh. we did that Nickelback thing, remember? Yes, look at this Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> and it went viral. And I didn't think about that video I until forgot. this moment. Mia, I totally forgot about we getting did off that. Of Instagram? I gotta watch Look that. at this Instagram. It's a Nickelback yeah. parody that College Humor did. <laughs> And it's very it was, funny. It's me and, and Scott. It was, it was timed just right because yeah. it was like before people had made fun of Instagram. Yeah, Google used to oh, wow. show it at conventions as an example of viral videos. Like, let's oh, make wow. a viral video. Wow. Can't make one, folks. Just go with your gut. I forgot oh, we made that. That's so great. So at the end of each show, we like to uh, say goodbye and kind of sign off, but we like to try to keep our show as if it's directed at one person. Oh. So uh, when we sign up, up lift them up, and so. You know, hey, uh, you, who is listening to the show today, this is Colton. Man, thanks so much for checking out the show today. I really appreciate it. Hope you got some really cool information out of the show today. And you know what? I bet there was something that you thought about, and then a second later we said it. So I thank you for sending us that information. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. You're listening to this in the future from me. I'm in the past, but it's also happening now. Isn't that cool? Hey. I love your style. I think you have great style. 
comes from your heart and wear what feels comfortable for you. Hey you, I am so proud of you. No matter what comes at you, the ups, the downs, you take it and you pivot it and you make it yours. And you make it in a way that no one could possibly make it. There is no other person on this entire planet like you. Unique. So own that. Own that. Own it. And when you stand there and you look in the mirror, you know what to say. They'll see. Jamspacepodcast at gmail.com. Submit your beats. Submit your thoughts and your feelings. They'll all see. And sign off. They'll see. Later, y'all. Thanks, Dre. Thank you. you.